what is going on? It's episode 77, Top of the Dude Chain. Hey, before we start, give me the camera. You got it. Before, uh, before we begin, to all those people out there who said that the Warriors didn't need Kevin Durant. <laughs> wah, wah. What else you want to know? What, what else y'all want me to tell you? No, man. Uh, Raptors won. <laughs> no, uh, we're not big. Not going to get into the NBA too much here, but Raptors won. I really didn't care that the Raptors won. It's kind of cool to see Kawhi win it. I wouldn't mind seeing Durant win it, personally. Boo. But all the people who uh, who kept saying the Warriors don't need Durant, don't need Durant. I, I on the other hand, said they did. And one of us was right. But anyway, we got special guest host uh, with us today, Mr. Ian Byers, because Jeff is under a lot of stress and just couldn't fit us into our schedule today. What's going on, Ian? Hey, how's it going? Doing good. Glad to be on the show. I'd like to start off by thanking you for filling in um, where our our co-host dropped the ball. Appreciate you picking it up. Anyway, I mean, it, it, it's cool because I've been mentioned on this show a couple times already. <laughs> that, that's, <And> so, <laughs> it's only right. To, so you're, you're infamous. Yeah, really. Anyway, um, I don't want to get into the basketball talk too much. Good. Thank you. Um, but the news is, is what I want to talk about, though, is the torn Achilles tendon. That was a victory for us. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, Kevin Durant tore his Achilles tendon and... I can relate to that 100% because I've done the same exact thing, same exact leg, and uh, I don't know if y'all seen the close-up of it. Yeah, his like the muscle just like ripples up his leg. Yeah, you see, you see the tendon. Yeah, yeah, you see it pop, and then you see it roll up behind his calf and the calf jiggle. And I felt that personally, and so. I can tell you this. Here, here's my issue with it. My issue with it is he hadn't played basketball for an entire month because of that injury, because he was nursing it. And he was cleared to practice the day before the game, so he wasn't cleared to pull practice or do anything for over a month. And then the day before game five, he's cleared to practice. And then game five, he's cleared to play with no restrictions whatsoever, hmm. which tells me – that there's less about it was less about the player's health and more about the executive management making a decision and so Kawhi Leonard did the same thing except he refused to play so they came in told him he's gonna play he's like no it doesn't feel right not gonna do it and I can tell you this when I tore my Achilles tendon like I had been issued having issues like tightness or whatever in it not necessarily saying when I tore it that I expected it to tear, but I can tell you as soon as it popped and rolled up the back of my leg, it didn't surprise me that I tore it based on the way it was feeling. No, did, did that hurt, like feeling it go up there? Like a, That's the thing, it doesn't hurt at all. Really? Yeah, no, it uh, it it pops, it, and it feels like, you ever had like a tight ankle or, or a tight joint yeah. and it finally pops, like you can't get it to pop, but then it finally pops and you have that relief? That's what it feels like. It just feels like that pop. Like but once it but you feel it roll up behind your leg, you know exactly I knew exactly what happened as soon as it happened. I knew I tore my Achilles. All Achilles does 
is it's just a tendon that that in reality just pushes your foot down. Yeah. Uh, so you can flex your toe forward. You can. I walked on it afterwards, no issues. Now the surgery was after the surgery. You had and and they had, they reattached and all that. There was that numb pain, you know, that came with it. But I think that was a lot of the surgery stuff. What What were you doing when you uh, you tore your Achilles, Josh? I was playing a riveting game of slow pitch softball. Yep, that's wow. the that's the Haynes family curse, man. Yeah, that is wow. Both uh, Josh, my mother, and I have failed to make it to first base in a game because of an injury. Yep. I didn't make it out of the batter's box. Second time that's happened, I broke my leg playing softball in high school. Yeah, I dislocated my knee, and uh, my mom tore ACL. Yeah. And, you know, I, I wasn't even – here's the funny thing. I wasn't even running. Like, I hit the ball. <laughs> I hit the ball. You just tap dancing down. Well, let's see, that's <laughs> the thing. I hit the ball, and it was – I didn't get all of it, but I got enough of it to where it was going to go over the fence. But there was a short fence, and there was a guy standing right at the fence. Cause I think I'd hit one over earlier. So he was standing right at the fence. I hit it and I hit it just far enough to where it was going to go over the fence, but not far enough to where if he was in the right spot, he could have caught it. So it was one of two things. Either it was going over or the guy was going to catch it. And so I just started walking to first base and, and it popped about three steps in <laughs> and I'm on the ground. My mother-in-law is screaming at me to run to first base while I'm rolling around on the ground, we go to the emergency room. Six months later, I'm finally able to walk normal. So that's the thing: you, you get sports injuries like at the most inopportune times. No, dude, like when you don't do anything. No lie. Yeah. And then, then you, that's dude, happening. twenty years of football. I mean, injuries, but yeah. nothing, nothing catastrophic like that. Like nothing that 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 put me out for months. Yeah. Yeah. Yet two riveting games one wasn't even a game of soul push softball it was just we had a bat and a ball so we just hit it in it like a wiffle ball and one of those big like pink bats and we were just hitting it around like a tennis ball and we were just hitting it around and and i hit one and started you know just kind of jogging out to the outfield or whatever and after i hit it it snapped or tripped over a guy's foot and snapped it in half anyway anyway that's enough about basketball. It's enough about Achilles tendons. But it was it was a uh, it was a little cringy watching that 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 calf jiggle. Yeah, no, it was gnarly. And uh, Kevin Durant knew exactly what happened as soon as it happened. I can yep. tell you that without a doubt. Sports anyway, dangerous. so what's up, Ian? Oh, what much. do you got for us? Uh, well, let's see here. Summer starting. Thank God. Yeah, the solstice is in a uh, couple days. Next yeah, twenty second, in it. Twenty first, twenty second. Yeah, of June. So by the time this releases, we're only about a week away, or less than a week away. Yeah. Is that uh, the crappy one or the good one, where we get an extra hour of sleep? That, no, that's already happened. The, no, this is this the, is the crappy that's one. Spring and fall. That's spring and fall. Yeah, that's this spring is, and fall. So we've already we've day. already lost an hour of sleep in the spring. This summer solstice is the longest day of the year. Yeah. So the sun will come up earlier and the sun will go down later. So that's the longest amount of daylight you'll have. Okay. And then it gradually decreases until the winter solstice, which is December 21st, 22nd, which is the shortest day of the year. Hmm. See, what's funny is I, it's easy for me to remember because my sister was born on the 21st. Oh, right. That year was the solstice. And so it's like a, the longest day of daylight is my sister's birthday. And, of course, growing up, that was like, uh I got to spend more time with my sister. Yeah. <laughs> of course, now, you know, we you have a good relationship. I didn't know you had a sister. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that all you have? Yeah. Just, just one, one yeah. sister? Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah. So, uh, hey, so, so check, <laughs> check this out. Um, you have a sister, don't you? No, just kidding. Yeah, I've got two of them, and two sister-in-laws on the other side. Uh, anyway, no. Um, I uh, I took my daughter to camp last week, so we went to pick her up. Anyway, she's down there with my nephew Riley, right? And Riley, my nephew, is it's my brother's son. His only son. And he's the biggest trash-talking 10-year-old I've ever seen in my life. Right? Well, so interesting. So he, he's at camp with my daughter. And I just get a text message from my mom that someone sent her where he walks out onto the basketball court with a ball and basically just at, to all the kids goes, all y'all versus me. Oh, <laughs> and then last year, someone he, he was talking to somebody and he went ball his life except on Sundays. You know, but anyway, it was pretty cool. But yeah, we went down there yesterday, man. And dude, I was in the car for 12 hours. Oh, dude, I slept like a baby last night. But dude, there were some angry people on the road yesterday. Oh, yeah. Angry. But anyway, Josh was one of them. Don't let let him lie to you. No, well, kind of, kind of. I hate driving. I hate being in a car, you know, really all together. Yeah. Oh, man, I love to drive. I I can't stand it. I'm a. I need to be where I'd, I'm supposed to be as soon as I can get there. Yeah, see, like when, when I was stationed down in Fort Hood, we would get routinely four-day weekends, like uh-huh. once a month. And since my parents lived up here in Oklahoma, I would drive. That's about a six-hour drive. Uh-huh. I would love doing that, even even if I got up here for like two and a half days, for two days. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, man, it's a six-hour drive. Let's go. You know, put an audio yeah. tape and, and go. And I used to do ten and a half from Fort Campbell. <laughs> Nope. And it was terrible. That drive from Fort Campbell to Oklahoma City is a treacherous 686 miles, and it's terrible. You go through a bit of uh, hilly country through that, don't you? Not really. Not really? It's pretty much... Uh, oh, that's the other way. Yeah. It's pretty much 40, I think, the whole way. Oh, wow. Through Arkansas and everything. Yeah. It's flat. Yeah, boring. that's what we do. We do 40 all the way to Memphis. Mm. And, yeah. Uh, and that's... So... Anyway, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm not a... I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just can't stand being in a car. Um, might be the confined space type yeah. thing. I don't like being on an airplane either. I'd prefer flying. Like if if I'm going to Florida or California, oh, yeah. I would rather you know fly for three hours than drive for twenty something. But uh, when they teleport people, man, that's I'm gonna be the first dude in line. Like, so here we go. Like, let me test it out because I don't enjoy it at all. But anyway, um, Father's Day. <clears throat> coming up yeah and we don't um, get to celebrate that That's awesome. yeah all three of us are dads <laughs> yeah so we get to uh uh get to do that i'm a little anxious about it first one that that my my pops isn't gonna be around yeah. so which uh i don't know man people i talk to that kind of experience this kind of say the first the first year is the hardest because you have all those uh like and this is the first one he passed away in january so this is the real first kind of yeah, he's not here special date you know that yeah. that you kind of have to see so i don't i don't know what it's going to be like I, I mean i haven't really thought about it up until uh now but you know usually i would call him and talk to him a little bit so <clears throat> uh his birthday you know be another one and obviously the holidays yeah. and anniversaries and all that so anyway but happy father's day hope everyone had all the fathers out there had a happy yeah. father's day um 
So you ex- are you expecting anything good for Father's Day? Like, are you just going to get tie and a tie? Oh, a I'm not going to get and, and, you know. something like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. Hey. <laughs> My daughter that. is a beautiful artist. Yeah, she yeah. Is. is that is that Elliot or, or Avery? That's Avery. Avery. She's got talent. Yeah. They, your kids are actually pretty good artists. Yeah. They uh they get that from their mother. Well, you don't don't you? Yeah. I'm just joking. No. Shane has no artistic ability. <laughs> it's all me. You know, my son actually uh pretty decent at it for his age. And uh I mean Yeah, he draws yeah. the buff Batmans, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he just <laughs> They have like six pecs and like nineteen <laughs> biceps. That's yeah. how I used to draw mine. I mean, that, that, but, that's how many Batman has anyway. Right? Yeah, but but I mean, just coloring. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, you just you, just that kind of stuff, man. He's actually pretty decent at it, and it's definitely not from my side. See, drawing drawing's never been my strong point, but like you know, I, I can sit there and, and and carve and shave and sculpt and paint and all that. It's just drawing flat, just never really done. But you can me. carve stuff. Yeah, well, like uh, like you've seen some of my uh, the foam buildings that I uh-huh. built. Yeah, that, that's all just styrofoam that's been cut in little blocks and glued together and, and uh-huh. painted up. I don't think I've ever seen any of that. Yeah, I'll just show you a few for war games. Yeah, like extra tabletop. Games. Oh, like 3D, Warhammer three D yeah. wrist Warhammer guy. Yeah, what's that? What's Warhammer? Where it, 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 you you get little soldiers and you roll dice to see how far they can move and shoot and all that. Kind of like Risk. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Risk, but you have whatever board you want. Yeah, like you can play on this. Table. It's a smaller scale game played on a bigger scale table. Yeah. Where you're moving like an individual unit versus armies. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. no, that's cool. So. No, we. Uh, I went to this conference in. Uh, I went to this conference in in California last summer. Um, and for my, it's like modeling and forecasting and predictive, uh, predictive things, and it's pretty interesting because we run, we 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 have a division in the military that's supported by contractors and civilians and all that, where war games is is the job, yeah, and um, and they'll do that. They'll set it out on a big table and and have the things, and then they'll have a computer. Uh, essentially, they'll make a move. <clears throat> whatever and the computer will uh will run a, a an algorithm or whatever <clears throat> <laughs> take a sip bro but the computer will run an algorithm and that and that algorithm will will essentially tell them whether that move was a good move or a catastrophic move and then they have to live with it hmm. um but they record it and then there's a library that has these these simulations and how they go the entire time in it. So they can predict what's going to happen. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. I mean, it is stupid. Like, isn't that how Skynet starts? The Well, but it's just, you're probably right, but it's, it's isn't ridiculous. Isn't that what the movie War Games was about? <laughs> but it's ridiculous how detailed they get into it. Yeah. So, like, they, you know, for example, and this is just me throwing an example out there. It's not, in, but if we were going to attack China, and they they would put the requirements like okay we're going to attack China from this sea, this is your fleet you got two submarines two battleships whatever, and and then they just they and then they what they'll do is they'll put us at a disadvantage so China gets two moves in the simulation China gets two moves to every one of our moves, but then you have uh, weather conditions yeah you yeah. have economic conditions you have. You have all this stuff that you, that 
normal people really wouldn't think of being an issue, they put all this stuff into this simulation. And so, you know, you may make an obvious move, but it's winter time, and so something happens, yeah. you know, that you don't expect. So it's weird. But it was, like I said, it was interesting to see just, you know, how, you know, we have people out there that are playing these games, but they're being stored so that if we ever find ourselves in a situation, they go to that library, pull it out, and they kind of review what happened uh, based on the probability statistics. So I just see some guy in the Pentagon going, hey, I think we're going to invade Russia. Pull up the tapes for uh, uh, the Cold War and on through there. Let's see what we do here. Yeah. No, and, and that's that's kind of what they do. They, they kind of match the, the whatever, and then they go back. Now, obviously, we have servers that, that do it, so it's probably easier to access, but oh, yeah. doing it for years, but... It's kind of, that's what I was thinking the whole time I'm listening to these guys brief, you know, kind of, you know, what they were doing and how they were doing it. And I'm like, dude, these guys, I mean, these were contractors. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, dude, these dudes are getting paid to play Risk all freaking day. Dude, that would be an awesome job. Probably getting paid a lot. I know. You know, and granted, they're, they're but that it's like pretty interesting. takes off four to the whole new level, Army-wise. Yeah. Back in the old days. Yeah. But <clears throat> anyway. Anyway, so any plans for Father's Day for you? Uh, you expecting anything? No, no we're, we're starting <laughs> camp. So, church yeah. camp. Oh, he's. So I do the security out there. Is your son going out there? No, he's not old enough yet. Okay. He, we see. We still have about three, four years because he's, he's right behind your daughter. Well, not right behind. He's like two, three years behind your daughter. So. Oh, so he's right. Because he's going into first grade this year. Okay. So I mean, he's right beside my yeah. son then. He's a year behind my son. And it's crazy how fast he grows up because I, I remember propping him up on my shoulder with one hand, and now I can't even pick the guy up. He's so heavy. Yeah. Yeah. No lie. Happens quick. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, man. We've I've got a 10-year-old that I'm dropping yeah, off at all. Like, she's got basketball camp this year. Like, you're leaving her there. That That's... Yeah. You're, you're not staying to supervise. It's like, okay, you know, have fun seeing you in a week. We've talked about it here, but she has storm exa- anxiety. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty bad because she was in the May 13th tornado. Um, we dropped her off last Saturday, and we drove through this thunderstorm, <clears throat> and we got a phone call on our way back uh, from someone we know there. And all my wife can hear in the background is my daughter is just hysterical. Oh. And... What happened is, is after we left and, and we were about an hour and a half on the road, uh, a tornado hit. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, they, so, they, so the hail was pounding. They had to get into an area and cover their heads and, and all that. And the tornado uh, actually, but um, one of the ladies I talked to yesterday said you could see the, the, the clouds funneling around. She goes, I've never seen anything like that. I'm like, oh, that's Tuesday in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. Right, Everything but yeah, I started Texas, doing that. Yeah. But it actually dropped down on the other side of the lake. But uh, there was a it was a tornado warning. You know, they have some sort of alarm system out there that went off and do freaked her out. And it freaked her out because, uh, I mean, she's in a new place, so she doesn't know what. Uh, I mean, at our house, it's it's not as bad because she knows that you just go down into the shelter there, yeah. and you're good. But anyway, yeah, so it's kind of. I mean, it, it's funny now. I mean, it wasn't funny at the time, but it's kind of funny how, like, she leaves Oklahoma and all the storms, and then yeah. they followed her down there. So, anyway, what about you, Corey? Any you expecting anything special? Uh, no, I'll probably just be at a softball tournament. That's kind of that's kind of my life. Yeah, why do they do that? They did one on Mother's Day too. Yeah, 
Oh, trust me. We, I, I've had this conversation many times. At, at eight years old, it's a little bit much for me for us to play so many tournaments. But if my kid doesn't complain about it and she likes playing, then she can play as long as she's not getting burnt out, I guess. Yeah. 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 But she's, you know, she's the type of kid where she'll go practice for three hours and then we'll get home and she wants to throw the ball around. So yeah, it's kind of hard it, to keep up with that at 34. There's yeah. a, uh, there's a guy, his name's Chad Wesley Smith and he's kind of a, um, a sports guy. Like he, uh, he's, he, he, coaches all the top power lifters and and he's just into all that stuff um anyway he was he was doing he he put something out that i sent my wife that um essentially what he was saying is is he was showing the ages of kids and basically before 12 years old which is essentially junior high you should have your kids he, he basically says you should have your kids in as many sports as possible yeah for the very and when I say sports, just I I don't necessarily mean sports sports. I just mean activities. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like have them not, doing something right because the development of all that stuff, you know, and all that. And then when they get to twelve, then you cut it down. That they should still be playing two or three sports at you know junior high uh, through high school, and then when you get to college is when you start specifying, you know, and all that. Uh, See, my, my my parents did that when I was growing up. It was like I was, every summer I was in something. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like I, I did soccer, I think, from first grade till fourth or fifth grade. And I was that kid out there in the field, you know, just sitting down and picking flowers because yeah. I found it boring. But, well, and, that, and that's the thing. That's it, and that, that, he's, like I say, he's more of an athletic coach, so that yeah. was more of the athletic side of it. Uh, but, again, uh, like, like your kids, Corey, you know, they draw, you know, there's yeah. arts. I mean, there's – the point being is, is like, we probably shouldn't pigeonhole our kids into one thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, just because if you, if you look at it from the standpoint of where I was when I was 10 years old, like I'm not doing near what I was thinking okay. I was going to be doing when I was 10. Yeah. You know? I want to, man, I think we were always just about playing two sports a year. It was, it was always soccer. I, I remember whenever I was younger, it was always soccer and baseball. And then as I got older, it was running and then whatever sport i was playing at the time so a lot of soccer and then i started running cross country and then i started playing tennis and running cross country which is kind of what i stuck with through the rest of high school yeah, there's but, always there's always two but well but you probably sprinkled some golf in in there yeah yeah and that's and that's 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 my point that's not you know there's there's i mean i'm not saying com you don't have to pay this stuff competitively no but there's more of that like hey there's because like that you know that's i remember my dad bought me my first set of golf clubs and i'm like dude yeah, like I remember thinking to myself when I saw him, I was I was cool. I'm like, oh, golf. I didn't even think yeah. about golf because I thought old farts are the only ones who played golf. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And he's like, you know, but I'm like, I was ten, and I'm like, I could do this, and I I thoroughly enjoy playing it. I'm not good at it, but yeah. And I think I think getting your kids in sports is a easy and healthy way to teach them how to be competitive oh, and yeah. uh, and yeah. work, how to teach them how to have a good work ethic, like early on. Yeah, because there's I mean, and you can tell you can tell a difference. I mean, there's some kids that don't want to be out there at all. They don't want to put in the work. They mm -hmm. don't want to practice. And it shows when, when they play. And I mean, obviously, they're kids and that it's not going to determine how they're going to be as adults. But I think it's good to start them early on and teach well, them those lessons. Yeah. And, and you have other things, too, like scouts and, oh, yeah. and 
Yeah, you know, like Levi's. Which I mean, and, and, yeah. and I did that too. Instruments. Through. I mean, you know, playing music. I mean, it's just whatever. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's just something that you got to keep them active. Yeah, you don't want to sit in front of the TV. Right. All the time. Well, so, something that requires them to put effort into learning. Well, something. Well, I also yeah. think something that requires them to fail. Yeah. yeah. You know that they're not going to just naturally, you know, pick up and you know, like like playing an instrument or a sport or 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 something like that. You know drawing something you, you got to practice at or exactly yeah. you yeah. know to, to to craft it i mean it's just it's good for kids you know which yeah. is dude i don't know if i mentioned this on the if this was in our private conversation or on the podcast but my son asked for a a nintendo or a ps4 awesome and that kid was on his we were down in in we were driving to Marble Falls, so I, I bought, he has a Kindle, and and basically we give him the Kindle for the road trip. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, I got a funny story there too. <laughs> anyway, so for the road trip, so he's playing on this Kindle for six hours. We we went to clean, went you know in 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 the Fort Hood area and, and stayed at a hotel and then drove him the rest of the way. I actually like that place. I know it's kind of weird, you know. <laughs> Uh, but I was once a president of war there for four years, so yeah, slash stationed there in the army. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so so he's on the thing the entire time. Then we go to Chili's for lunch Sunday afternoon, and Chili's has those um, little decks that the you can play games on. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I gave it to his sister, right? Because they they share it. So I said it's your sister's turn. So I gave it to her. My youngest was watching the little show on my wife's phone while my wife and I conversed and dude he could like he couldn't figure out what he wanted to do like he but he he just couldn't sit there then my wife starts asking him questions and he's just ignoring her because he's just so focused on these things I'm like dude there's no way this kid anyway to the funny story we're coming back uh Sunday evening and we're about 25 minutes from home and if 25 minutes from our house, there's nothing. It's just a stretch of highway. And uh, and all of a sudden, he just, like, it's quiet. My wife and I are just, you know, kind of just riding with each other and having just little conversations here or there. But we're just all ready to get home, so it's quiet. My daughter's kind of dozing off, you know, mm-hmm. in the back. All of a sudden, you hear, <laughs> in the back seat. And I'm like, okay. dude, what is your problem, man? He goes, I got to poop. <laughs> and I go, I go, okay, okay. He goes, no, no, it's coming out. It's coming out. And I'm like, I'm like, chill out. My wife's like, and I'm angry. Like, dude, we just literally five minutes down the road past like 20 gas stations. You could have easily pooped at. But he's like, I got to go. I got to. So my wife's like, do you need, do we need to pull over on the side of the road? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, and so I'm like, all right. So I'm slowing down from my 75, whatever, you know, to, to get over to the side of the road, turn the parking lights on or whatever. And uh, uh, he's like, I'm holding it in. I'm holding it in. I'm holding it in. I mean, he's just panicking. And then finally, man, we, we get to the side of the road. He's on the side of the road just letting loose uh, this nasty old steamer. And uh, my wife goes, you know, she has to get out. She gets out. She goes to the trunk and, and gets some you know, baby wipes out of it, you know, so he cleans himself up. Here's the funny part, man. He, he cleans himself up with the wipes and hand, and goes to hand them <laughs> to my wife. Like, do, do something with this, please. <laughs> 
so we had to chunk out. But the point being is, is the dude ignored his need to poop because he was so enthralled in his in, in his, his uh, videos. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, dude. And you, there's no way you're getting a PlayStation. Well, I mean, for kids, it's, it, that, that's like drugs, man. It, exactly. It's like we're going to ignore everything else and just focus on that. Yeah. And so. Dopamine, man. It's powerful. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, is dude, I'm sitting there like, man, that's, I said, dude, you got a problem, man. If, like, if you're ignoring your poop signals for that, I said, we, we've got issues, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know. Anyway. It's time to pass on the wisdom of men about you know doing the whole clench and sit down real hard and <laughs> stretches out for hey, another twenty minutes. I've I've he- I've held it for an unbelievable amount of time before, and it, like to the point, yeah, but to the, like the point where it hurts, like, well, it almost you, makes you want to vomit. Have oh, you yeah. ever been in a situation where your belt? Is the only thing that's keeping it from coming out. Dude, as soon I wear, as you, I wear yeah. a twenty-five pound duty belt. I run. <laughs> so you have different codes you can run. You have on one, there. two. You you know, pretty much code three is the only one we really talk about, which is like lights and sirens. But we have code brown. We also have a code for our lake patrol that you can put yourself on, and it like is your status on your uh, on your uh, computer, yeah. and it's ten six boat on the water. So anytime we need to go to the bathroom, we put ourselves out 10-6 boat on the water and we run code brown back to the station. But man, I had one the other night where it's like I had to go and it just came out of nowhere. And I mean, it was a slow night. Nothing was going on. So I go flying back to the station and like I'm at a new station now and I forgot how slow the gate is to open. Ten times slower than the one at Spring Lake where I used to work. And I would just about lost it. And it was one of those ones where I took like five steps and I'm like, oh. And you have to like stop and like wait for the pain to subside because I mean it just wrenches your stomach. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then it's like I got like five more steps. And I was like, oh. And keep in mind, I have a belt with three belt keepers on it that I have to get rid of, and I have to disconnect my radio because it runs down my shirt, back up underneath my shirt, you know, in in my to pants the to the radio. So I'm just like connected to this belt in four different ways. It's like trying to work your way through a labyrinth before you take a poop. No, but Ooh. I'm talking about like. The belt, like your cinched up belt, is the only thing yes, keeping it yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. as soon as that thing comes off, you're, it's you're like, gone. yeah, yeah, like the race is on. Like it's a sit pull motion that has to be, yeah. you know, simultaneous. Well, it's like cutting the red were, wire. Were, were you it? Were, were you active duty back when they still had the web belts? Yeah, you still had those. Yeah, that, like the like now they got tactile vests, right? For the for the military, but it used to be you just had this, you know, canvas belt that you strapped around there, and they're they're road marches and things where you get to where you pointed this and stuff like okay everybody just go over there behind the trees what was that what was that called before the, the, before the lbv uh lb lbe load bearing equipment yeah it was just so, lbe yeah, right yeah. and then we got the vests because you had you had the belt and then you had the yeah little, the, the straps and then the everything straps, was yeah. on the on the straps that that was we got rid of those pretty much right after basic oh, no the, the i had those for years because i came in in 96 and it was funny my first duty station was in korea and I look on the back of my LBE, and they're written there with like, you know, Private Joe Snuffy, Vietnam, yeah, 1971. And I'm like, dude, this thing's been around for at least 20 years, and God knows what it's it's seen. Yeah, I, I went into Iraq with a Vietnam flak vest. Yeah, and then I got my bulletproof vest once I uh, met up with my guys in Mosul. Like your flak vest had turned to sand. The ceramic plates had. Uh, <laughs> no, I, no I there was there, there was no ceramics. It oh, was really? just the it was the literal like flak jacket with you, like you just had the oh yeah. Wow. That looks like a muscle tank. <laughs> no, I, I went the the well, deployment. I went down to Alta. They issued us those flak vests. Yeah, and the one I had had seen so much, it's like the ceramic had turned to sand. So I could literally roll this thing up into oh, a nice. ball 
and stick it inside of my gym bag while everyone else has got these great big 50-pound yeah. things. Good times. Oh, no, no. Yeah, for those <laughs> for those of you who haven't figured it out yet, uh, Ian and, and Corey are both Army veterans. So um, speaking on that a little bit, where all have you gone, Ian? Uh, let's see. Went to Korea first, and then I went to Fort Hood and got stuck there. Uh, no, went to Kuwait when I was in Fort Hood for a deployment. Uh-huh. Then I came back, and after five years, I said, you know, that's it. I, I don't want to do this anymore. The only thing I want to do in the Army is go to college and make fun of the ROTC cadets. And so, like, just before you leave active duty, they make you talk to the National Guard. Army Reserve recruiters. Uh-huh. It's just a check mark. You don't have to do anything. They just have to give you their five minutes spiel. And I'm like, you know, they're going to pay for college. It's only two weeks, um, um, a year, and one weekend a month. Sure, I'll do that for another two or three years, and ended up doing that for like 18 years. And, so, and you retired here re- recently. Yeah, back in November. November. Yeah, and just before I retired, they they my unit got sent to Kuwait for eight months, and I'm like, yeah, I want to do one more deployment before I take off. Yeah, so and you so, went to Kuwait. Yeah. I remember that. Which is funny. My 20-year mark, which is when they usually say, okay, you can leave now, came just before the deployment. And it was like, why are you going on the deployment? You've got 20 years in. It's like, dude, I want to do this. I want to do one more time with these guys just before I head out. Just, I had a really good unit and a lot of really good soldiers that I really liked, and I miss them. I mean, they're out doing uh, their annual training right now. You miss that? I miss it. I don't miss, like, waking up at 4 in the morning and having to go do PT, you know, running around. But the, the camaraderie. Yeah, the camaraderie and just, you know, you're stuck in a room with 40 people and you're doing just about everything day in and day out with those 40 people. Right. And it's really awesome to do that. And, and I think. lose that. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, I, that, to me, that was the that was the hardest transition from from football to being a grown-up. Yeah. Essentially. You know, because. Because there were 85 dudes that you essentially had something yeah. in common with that, that you could, that you did everything with. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then, and then you know, you get in the real world and you're going to your, your one-bedroom apartment by yourself. And, you know, whereas in, in college, you know, you go, to, you, you, you go to your room to be by yourself because you want to be by yourself because oh, yeah. you have yeah. 10 dudes playing video games in the living room and, and all that. And, and so it's a, it was a different thing. So you can relate. You know, to it. You have the same thing, Corey? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, in a couple different ways. You know, leaving leaving active duty with guys that you've deployed with twice was rough. And I think I've told the story before, but the Army screwed up, like, my ETSing from the military. <laughs> and I did it in a weekend. I cleared the entire entire base in a weekend. Like, What's, ACAP is normally what? Like, one or two-month yeah. process? What's that? ETSing? Uh, what is it? You Army know. civilian transition. Well, no, that, that, oh, that's, that's ACAP. Yeah. Um, um, golly, what, what does ETSing stand for? You don't have to say it's what like it I'm sure for, it's like exiting something yeah. something. Transition uh, of service. Something yeah, like that. something stupid. There's too many acronyms, and I'm oh. I've been out for so long I've forgotten <laughs> what they are. But I've I, been you, out eight months and I forgot them. Anyway, it's it's a it's a couple month long process because they want you to go and like start getting ready for college. They want you to put together a resume. They want you to start looking for jobs in the area that you're, you're moving to. They teach you how to interview. I did none of that. I went, I got my orders to move. I got a U-Haul and I moved in a weekend and turned in all my stuff. 
Yeah, so it was rough. And it was also rough because just a few months prior to that, I, whenever we went on our block leave, which comes a few months after you redeploy, I came back and all my friends were gone. They had all gotten out of the military and it was a completely new unit and they were all terrible. Hmm. And then, uh, so you get out of that and that stinks. And then I went to the reserve for four years and you leave that. And I, as much as I hated the reserves, I worked with some pretty good people. So that, that kind of stunk. And then just here recently, uh, leaving Spring Lake where I've worked for nearly eight years to go to a new station with totally new people <clears throat> was kind of weird too. Just leaving all that behind it, like kind of like fires off your anxiety. You know, I don't like change. Well, you're so. the new kid. That, that's always hard. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, fortunately, I've been on the department long enough to where I have you know quite a bit of seniority now as a sergeant with you know nearly eight years. Uh, there's a lot of people underneath you. They've hired I think nearly 600 people since wow. you know I've been on. So it's almost like you fall like halfway down the list now. Tons of people are retiring, so you just kind of keep bumping up. But yeah, it's. It was rough. Leaving the military is rough. It's a different type of camaraderie because whenever you're literally dealing with like life and death situations, it's just, oh, yeah. I don't know. It's a different kind of bond. Yeah. No, I understand. Oh, yeah. I understand. And, and interesting story, though. Funny story, though, real quest On the uh, deployment that I just got off of, I've got my uh, battle buddy, uh, Batch Offer, and this guy used to be... He was one of my first soldiers underneath me as an NCO, uh-huh. and then he became an NCO, and so we just kind of like became brothers, inseparable, all that stuff. To the point people got our names mixed up, we hung out so much. But on this last deployment, you know, they they didn't have jobs for everybody that sent that we sent over there because we were supply. We had like twenty supply seat people, and they only had like twelve spots. So when we're in Fort Hood, my buddy Batch is sitting there going. Oh, uh, we're 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 going to be on sanitation. That means we're going to be running around. We're going to be picking up trash around the post. And I'm like, stop saying that. Stop saying that, dude. You don't want to say that. Oh, but we're we're, we're going to be doing this. And so we get over there. You know, it's like a 26 hour plane ride. And they gave us like three days to transition. And then they had our duty assignments. And our first sergeant's reading down the list. He goes, Byers, batch off for you're in sanitation. And I just looked at him and chased him across the cup because <laughs> I'm like, you brought this on us. You brought this on. So I, my, my job for eight months actually was um, we, we went through, we had a team that went through and just checked all the, uh, the sanitation units, uh-huh. latrines and uh, the showers and everything, made sure that they were all serviceable. And then I took all that and I'd write it up and hand it over to civilians. Like, okay, this is what needs to be fixed, replaced and things like that. And dude, infantry do some, does some weird things to, to Porter John's we had three that were set on fire and we had like 10 that they had decided just to cut the plastic out of the the, the walls because it was so hot uh-huh. so it would get like airflow and like every one of those had to be replaced Air, airflow crazy. is important in the well, blooper though yeah yeah it is especially in the desert <clears throat> yeah. I don't know if you've ever taken a dump <laughs> in 120 in a, in a porter, yeah in a Porter John when it's like <clears throat> 110 115 degrees outside right after they've cleaned it and the humidity is like 100% uh, Niagara Falls is they're just trying like. to keep your butt on the seat as a chore because you're slipping and sliding all over that Sweet. thing and, and see these these weren't like the, the plastic ones you find around here I mean these are nice these actually had a porcelain latrine in it por- porcelain John it had tile on the floor oh wow I mean the the fancier ones the ones for the uh, the locals actually had a bidet in there instead your, of, of your ladies and gentlemen your tax dollars at work <laughs> well, well so uh, was it like uh the iraqi style ones where it's actually like a, Just uh, a hole in the floor yeah it looks like a toilet seat yeah. sitting on the floor exactly and then next to it, it they either have a bodet or they have like a little it almost looks like something you'd water your flowers yes. with and that's what you uh 
You wash the old butt crack so you with. You wash with, yes. yes. With yeah. the left hand. <laughs> Never use I've used a, uh, a bidet before. Hmm. Yeah. Life-changing? Greatest thing ever. That's stupid baby wipes. Yeah. Really? That, that'll that change your life right there. No, I, I use I baby. No, I agree. I before. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, baby wipes are good, too, but... <laughs> but, uh... The French have worked, the, the French are onto something the with the French old bidet, been, man. They uh they have it figured out. Well, they're used to having somebody else wipe their butt for them. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of D Day, so many questions. Uh, yeah, so uh, so Doomsday or not D Day, D Day, uh, storm in Normandy. No, oh, yeah. Uh, it was we we said a hundred last time, and then we didn't know it's actually seventy fifth anniversary. Uh, and apparently everybody like if you if you uh. Like there are a lot of lot of military individuals, veterans who who recreate that yeah. that jump into Normandy. I'm reading this book called uh, "Surprise, Vanish, Kill" by Annie Jacobson, which uh, essentially is is about uh, covert operations and guerrilla warfare, and it's pretty interesting because it, it goes back to uh, World War One, World War Two, uh, but the parachute, the the jumping. So essentially, the low flying and then jumping out, and then about a thousand feet above the ground. What do they yeah. call that? And then they yank the chutes, and, and yeah, I mean it's. But the uh, she was talking about the guy who developed it, and then she's talking about all the assassinations. Uh, oh, wow. You know uh, what's interesting to note is Saddam Hussein uh, actually uh, came into power and started out as an assassin. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then went, you know, other places in the military and became the dictator we all know him as, but, um, he, well, I mean, uh, if, you, if you're killing people and then rising to power, I mean, that's pretty easy. But here's the, but the, the funny thing is, is as an assassin, um, he actually botched an assassination. Uh, <laughs> he essentially, uh, they said he started shooting. Good thing, yeah. She was saying essentially he, he, he just started shooting, uh, out of nowhere. For no reason and alerted the guards and then you know basically uh got it but it, it it's an interesting book if you get a chance to read it because you got you talk about i mean you look at the cia now as the oss before is the cia and then you look at mi6 and i think it was oes before it was mi6 or whatever uh you look at the the mistakes they made man oh, yeah. like double moles like they like they they essentially let one dude in because he was a, he was a pro communist uh, for Russia, uh, but he just came in and said, "I've had a change of heart." Blah 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 blah, uh, and and communism is not to where it's at. And they let him in the CIA, man, like no big deal. Was this and like then, Cold War era? Yeah, the, yeah. Okay, so th so. That, that's where I'm at in the book. Now it keeps going. Uh, didn't know this, uh, but uh, the president has a option called tertio uh, opita hmm. which is latin or whatever for third option uh diplomacy is the first so if you have any type of conflict or whatever diplomacy is uh is the first option obviously yeah. war is the second option and then you have the tertio uh, opita or whatever it's called or the third option which is essentially a kill list that the the president has the option to put together, uh, knock him out, and then yeah. and then you know he can covertly go in and and take him out. And uh, uh, the Bay of Pigs, uh, yeah. 
knock that up. one out of the park. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying yeah. that. But that 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 assassination attempt on Castro was uh, supposedly that Tertio Opita um, or whatever, and then it was botched. Um, but one CIA agent said that, or or government official essentially said that um, who was the uh, the president of Venezuela, uh, the the one back when they had all the oil and, oh, and all um, that during the Bush era. Dude, if only there was it's not Hugo Chavez, was it? I I can't remember. I think that's who it was. Anyway, he was on the assassination list. He was on the list for George W. Oh, wow. And George W. wanted to take him out, is what she says in this book. And the individual, and I forgot what his name was, essentially talked Bush out of executing the command. Wow. And he and she was interviewing him here recently. Uh, and Venezuela's having all the issues that it has because of socialism. She goes, he goes, could you imagine had... We taking out Hugo Chavez back in, all the issues they're having today. Because the issues they're having today are, are, are based off that guy. Yep. But but yeah, and but they're they're being specifically. I mean, right now the issues that Venezuela's had number three economy in the world at one uh, like five six years ago. The issues they're having today are being accredited to socialism. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're I mean that's that's the you know because they were telling it like see socialism works socialism works and it now works this, for like two years exactly three tops and then exactly and, and so now now it's being toted as you know this is what we're trying to get to you know yeah. some people in this country are trying to get to and you're using as this is not the way we want to go could you imagine if we had assassinated hugo chavez 10 years ago 12 years ago whatever when bush oh, was in yeah. power who'd be getting blamed for the issues they're having now and yeah. so you know you look at it from that standpoint so it's not one of those things that it's just like Oh yeah, he's on the list. Yeah, let's take him out. It's like no, you gotta, and that's what he did. He said you had to weigh their economic, you know, in their economic status at the time with socialism, and you know, you know, everyone and their mom knows it doesn't work. No, I don't. You can put a new wrapper on it with democratic socialism or whatever. It's still not going to work. The it's, Bernie Sanders stamp. Yeah, you're putting, you're polishing a turd still. But the point being is, is could you? They knew it was heading that way, so they knew you. You get that's a smart dude who's saying. It's gonna their economy's gonna collapse. Don't give them a reason to blame yeah. you for it. Which, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I'm smart enough to to look that far into the future. You know. Well, I mean that that's one of those things that's like, how do you how do you figure this out? I mean, because it's it's a flippable coin. Does it work better? or Does it work worse? Right. If you do that. No, you're right. And and that's you know we have if you if you follow the news at all, you know we have we we end the news. Is the abuse of the FISA court and the FISA process, yeah. which is essentially the government having the authority to secretly spy upon U.S. citizens. Right. Um, the Patriot Act revamped. Yeah, right. <clears throat> and so, you know, right now there's a lot of they're, they're, what's going through right now is the abuse of it. In other words, they created a false story to use the FISA warrants to spy on political opponents. Uh, Trump was one of them. Ted Cruz was another one. There are a couple others. And everyone's kind of looking at And it's a, it's illegal. It's against the law. It's Watergate all over again. You know, but knowing, for me personally, knowing that that Tertio Opita is out there, and then you have people who are willing to abuse the FISA court in order to bring about 
political power and sway political yeah. Uh, yeah. influences or whatever. If they're willing to do that on that side, what's going to keep those people from falling on that tertio list as well? Which is why it's to me why it's important. I think some people are writing it off like, oh, okay, he still won. It's no no harm, no foul type thing. But you, you know, now you have people who are if they're willing to abuse that, what else are they willing to abuse? Well, I mean, let's pretend like the Clintons haven't killed a crap ton. Of people. Well, dude, and mm-hmm. that, here's the thing: you had that 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 governor that that senator in Arkansas. Uh, did y'all see that? Well, I mean, how many people? How yeah. many times does somebody have to speak out against them and then just randomly disappear or commit suicide well, by the, shooting themselves in the back of the head twice? Yeah, well, I mean, how thing. many times does that have, have to happen before okay. people are like, oh, okay. Well, you got to be sure about you. Real quick about people. There was a, there, and, and the reason is is uh, there was a, uh, a state senator in Norman uh, a couple weeks ago who was found shot in his house. Uh, then you had the, uh, there's one in Arkansas, uh, the, late, the senator in Arkansas who was, who was found shot. You had a police chief in New York, two detectives now uh, in New York, and uh, Hillary Clinton's brother uh, recently yeah. passed away. Uh, all connected. They are they are all connected. If you do research, they're all connected to this NXIVM trial that's going on right now. Wow. And if you know what you know what that is, yeah, that's of? the uh, sex slave cult. Yep. And so they're on trial right now. Allison Mack, who used to play in Smallville, was part of it. Yeah. She's singing like a canary. Yep. She was a recruiter. Yeah. Uh, and so anyway, she's singing like a canary right now in this trial, and uh, and then all these people are are. Uh, I think the one in in Arkansas actually was was murdered. Yeah. And uh, there's a. Supposedly a spy on Twitter who basically called out, I mean, tagged Hillary Clinton in his tweet. So shared her thing and basically said, you can keep doing what you're trying to do. It's time still running out. So he basically pinned it on her, which is kind of interesting. But uh, Boren, uh, who used to be uh, in politics and now he's uh, the former president of OU. Yeah. All ties. OU has has cut all ties from him. Yeah. Oh, I, see, I thought it was vice versa. I thought he cut all ties. Mm-mm. Oh, really? OU has cut all ties from him. I mean, I mean, now, he the... may, now, he may have said he cut all ties, but it's OU cutting is all he, the ties. Is he involved in that? That's the rumor. Well, the, no. the, the, there nice. was like a, 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 a can't talk accusation against him. Yeah, he was. And he, it, he, it caused a what, big stink, and then all of a sudden, the other day on the news, it was just kind of like, I'm dropping off just to keep this from getting any worse now and tarnishing OU and God, goodbye. Yeah. Think it's a coincidence? Nope. Well, you know. that's all I'm saying, man. I mean, there's, there aren't any coincidences, but anyway, it's going to get interesting in the political world here uh, pretty soon. Politics are always fun. Um, I mean, um, I think we're going to start seeing some some legitimate movie stuff come out uh, as yeah. far as that stuff goes. Uh, like I said, the FISA the FISA document is just the tip of the iceberg, uh, from what I understand. You got Horow the IG report coming out. You got Horowitz, uh, another attorney that uh, Barr's put in there. Barr's going to release uh, some stuff. They're trying to hold him in contempt of court. So obviously he's doing something right. Uh, if if you got you know some people that are that tend to be clowns in the political realm, you yeah, know, yeah. and all that. So. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, Clancy stuff. it's the only game that the left has left, man. Not to fingers. say that twice in a row, but when they know they're wrong and they're losing an argument, they just try to scream louder. 
So all this stuff comes out. Obviously, everything's connected to Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party, everything that happened pre-election. It all comes back to that. Mm-hmm. You know, them, them paying the, uh, the ex-spy to go over there. He creates a fake dossier. They use that dossier to present it to the FISA courts to get the fake warrant so they can spy on Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump was saying this stuff from the beginning. No, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. He wins the election. And now we have to impeach him. To cover up all this stuff that they obviously did. Like, the Russian collusion came from the Democratic Party and oh, Hillary yeah, Clinton. Yeah, yeah. And there's money going straight back to it. It's no different than uh, Jesse Smollett. Like, it's just that, that stupid, but they're going to make it disappear just like that did. See, yeah. I don't th- that's the thing. I don't think it's going to disappear, man. Man, I, I, bet, you, I bet you it does. I'm, they messed with the wrong guy. I think, I, if he wins a, I think if he wins again and they know they're not going to kick him out, they're just going to wait it out for four years. No, they're going to mm-hmm. have to. I, I disagree. I think... Mm-hmm. Now, I think 2020 election, <clears throat> I don't think there's a lot that's going to happen. I mean, there's stuff that's going to happen before the 2020 election, but you're going to start seeing the big dogs start to fall after the 2020 oh, yeah, election. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway. Pelosi needs to go. She yeah, needs to go. There's a lot, of, a lot of them need to go. Like, I don't wish bad things on people, but I wish really bad things on her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's a uh, I don't know, man. It's we it's a different world these days for sure. I tell you this, man. I do kind of enjoy it though. I mean, you're starting to see some your the politics that you that you there used to be where it kind of you talk a little trash about someone in the in the media or whatever, and then it kind of go away and all that. It, it's not like that anymore, no, no, no. man. People no. people are straight up uh, Adam Schiff. I don't know if you know him. He's on some head of committee or whatever. Uh, and this one senator basically said, you said this, 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 and this to someone who was testifying. And he goes, no, that's not true. That never happened. Blah, blah. And then in the Internet's a wonderful thing. Mm. Twitter's a wonderful thing. C-SPAN's a great thing. And somebody played that clip and then turned around and played the clip from like, Six months Back ago where he, he did, said yeah. exactly what that lady said he said. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just sitting there like, oh, okay, you're a liar. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, that's the, and that's the thing. That's why politics, and I think that's what happened is is those who are creepy in the politi- political world, uh, and, and, you know, we say the left, the right had it too. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and obviously I probably have a different uh, political view than, than most people because there, there, there are a lot of people on the right that I, I can't stand that I think are in the same boat. Uh, but I just don't think they accounted for the internet and they did, they accounted for the, the resiliency of people, uh, willing to go through hours and hours of old clips to pull, you know, Biden right now, who, who's supposedly the top democratic, uh, candidate right now is getting lamb blasted every time he says something in a, in a town hall, you know, either did, you know, uh, talking about abortion or, or, or whatever they go pull an old clip where he's. He's like the wall, for example. We don't need a wall, blah, blah, blah. Then they go pull a clip from him from like 10 years ago. Where he's like, we need to build a wall. Oh, blah, yeah. blah. You know, so this, this is in between him groping little kids and smelling their hair. Right, <laughs> right. And that, and that's the point. And now, and that's the thing, too. He's like, you just, you know, people are going to go. The Internet is, you can't hide from the Internet. Dude, like everything you put on the Internet is saved. Exactly. Forever. And, yeah. and, and, but you, and, and people are resilient. They will go search and search and search oh, yeah, until yeah. they find it and then they will put it out yeah. there and as soon and once it gets picked up it doesn't go well, away. And, I, and i think that i think that's what makes donald trump so different is he's been putting himself out there forever because oh, yeah, he's wanted yeah. to be there he's wanted to be in the limelight right. so there's really not much that he hides 
Well, I, I mean that we uh, or that or he's really really good at it. I mean, I'm oh. not going to sit here and pretend like he's the best human being in the well, world. No, but no, but here's the thing: you you go pull up interviews of him in the '80s talking about things. It's the same exact thing he's saying. That that's that's what's appealing to yeah. to to the masses right now about him is you've got stuff that he did in the '80s and '90s interviews he did in the '80s and '90s, and he's and then interviews he's doing today and they're verbatim. He's yeah. saying the same yeah. exact thing that he used to, you know, and they call him a racist, but then he's sitting, and you can go pull up 20 million pictures of him sitting with, you know, Rosa Parks and, and all these, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's like... And he's put money in a lot of pockets yeah. of all races. You know, Jesse Jackson had, you know, Jesse Jackson, they, you know, Donald Trump's the greatest dude, whatever, and then turns around and he becomes president, and all of a sudden Jesse Jackson yeah, has they, an issue yeah. with him, and you're kind of like, okay, who's... Who's wrong See, here? What, what what I find hilarious is that these people are, who are saying, oh, Trump can't be trusted because he said this, and he said this t- same thing 20 years ago, so obviously he can't be trusted because he's saying the same things. It's yeah. like, dude, we, we want somebody with consistency. Right. Because, you know, like past presidents, I'm not going to name names, who have just thrown this stuff out there and haven't been consistent. And, Right. Anyway. Well, and that's like I said, that's Biden. Thirty some. Yeah. Like, here's the thing: someone did this. He's like, I'm going to cure cancer if I'm president. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude, that's what we're at now. What, yeah, what medical one. degree does he have? Again? Yeah. Well, dude, the they just make stuff up. Oh, free college. You're going to get free college. Oh, free yeah. house. Yes. You're going to get a thousand dollars a month. Exactly. For being alive. Shut up. Exactly. But yeah, he goes. Uh, he goes. I'm going to cure cancer. And someone's like, You've been in the in the Senate for 32 years. What have you been doing? You know, yeah, and really? all that. And that's what I'm saying. Is like, just you see that old, old school. Fake um, promise. Old guard. Oh, yeah. go, I mean, they're just they're getting waxed right now. That's yeah. that's all there is. Well, and Donald Trump's had to come to the middle on some of the things that he on the platform that he ran on. But the dude's gone after the things he said he was going to go for. Yeah. So why wouldn't you want to vote for that guy again if you like what he's saying? Well, and and, and everybody and, thought, oh, building the wall—that's stupid. Well, guess what? Now it's getting funded and yeah. it's getting built little by little, not as fast as he wanted. But the dude didn't give up on it. Now well, it's getting done. Yeah, and, and, and Mexico's caving. And even even on the other side, you know, AOC. On the other oh. side, stupid, dumb, very stupid, right? I mean, and, and, but, but, I mean, she's putting it out there. I mean, she's she's causing she's causing issues for the old guard. And what I and she actually did this the other day that I actually agree with, which kind of surprised me. She wants to close the the door. She wants to make it illegal, or uh, yeah, illegal from going for. So if you hold an, a government position. You disqualify yourself from being a lobbyist altogether. Oh, yeah, which is common sense, and she put it out there. And old Ted Cruz went in and and was like, "I agree with this." And so she's like, "Well, let's you know, let's put a." I'm bill. just kidding. I didn't mean it. No, <laughs> no, no. But she did. She said, "Let's put." The, yeah. She goes, "Let's put a bill together. Make it simple. You don't put anything else in. We don't put anything else in. Let's just get this through law, and we'll go." And you're like, "Okay, I may not necessarily agree with her." On everything she does, but that approach of let's just create a law that where that's the only thing we're going to vote on is is that yeah and, yeah and and she's willing to work with Cruz on it you know which you you got to give even this younger credit they're not willing to tote even though they're far left and 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 don't have a clue on some things they're not willing to tote the line simply because it's the line it's the party yeah. line yeah you know so you got to give them credit for that you know where where it's due even though. I've taken dumps with higher IQs than yeah. her, you know, at times. But anyway. Anyway, um, that's about an hour, yeah, isn't it? we're right at an hour. All right, man. Perfect Ian, timing. appreciate yep. it. 
Glad to be here. Uh, if you're watching this uh, pretty soon, hope everyone had a happy Father's Day. Oh, yeah. We're out.